Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Matters today. We're recording live at the A3 Business Forum in Orlando, Florida. We're checking out the latest trends in automation technology, and today I'm lucky enough to be with two of my old friends. Uh, we've got Steve Kinney. Um, Steve, give me your newest title. Director of Training, Compliance, and Technical Solutions for Smart Vision Lights. Smart Vision Lights, and then of course you've got David Spaulding over here, uh, CEO of Smart Vision Lights. Fantastic. Um, Dave, kick us off a little bit. So I've known you for a long, long time, number of years now, and actually most in the marketplace are aware of Smart Vision Lights. But for, for those who, newbies who might be coming in, tell us a little bit about what SBL does. All right, well, uh, Smart Vision Lights is celebrating our 15th year this year. Uh, we started out in the founder's basement 15 years ago, uh, graduated from there into the facility that we're in today, and. Uh, um, yeah, we've been uh, building LED lighting for the machine vision industry for 15 years now. Fantastic. Have you always been, where, where, you said you're in North Shores now, correct? We're in Norton Shores, Norton Shores, Michigan, yep. Okay, okay. And uh, I understand that there's been some new developments up there. Did a little bit of construction over the last couple of years, I've heard. Yeah, we did. Uh, so a couple of years ago, just before uh, COVID, we moved into a brand new facility. We uh, doubled the amount of uh, square footage that we were in before that uh, when we were in northern Muskegon. Uh, six months into that, we went to moving into that, we decided it still wasn't enough and decided to add on again and double the space again so we could do some vertical integration. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, you want to go into some more details about what we've done with all that space? Sure. So uh, we decided a couple of years ago that uh, we didn't want to rely so much on offshore products. Uh, we felt it would be a good idea to bring that back, uh, a good portion of it anyway, to, to the states, uh, to shorten our lead times and to provide better service uh, to our customers, faster service. Our, we were seeing uh, lead times creeping out and costs going up, so we decided to uh, take that into our own hands added on to the facility. We uh, now have an SMT uh, facility. Uh, we're populating our own circuit boards as well as a machine shop where we can wow. uh, manufacture our own uh, uh, housings and uh, other metal components for our products. That's some prescient timing right there, right? Possibly <laughs> some luck involved in that. <laughs> Good clean living, I think is what that was. So, um, um, so that's enabled you to keep low lead times even through the COVID uh, pandemic and, and as we're bouncing back now, still keeping those those numbers up or down, I should say. Yeah, keeping the lead times down. In fact, we just kicked off uh, about two months ago a SmartShip 48 program where we have about a dozen uh, lights that can uh, ship in 48 hours. That's fantastic. So that's been good. Fantastic. So. Steve, tell us a little bit about what's new over at SBL as the uh, as one of the geniuses behind the engineering curtain between you and Matt Penter. Well, one of our newest products is called our Do-All Light. This mm -hmm. is a multi-purpose light for aimed at being um, used on the end of robotic end effectors and for areas where we have like highly automated work cells doing assembly, electronics assembly, automotive places like that one of the keys to this light is really kind of new and innovative and one of the keys is that it's really six lights into one so when you have these automated work cells there's a lot of different activities going on some assembly some inspection component verification mm -hmm. doing these and checking these with machine vision requires 
um, a, a precise image for each job and, and that means a different type of lighting for each job in many cases, whether I have specular stuff there, um, what, whatever it is, we have a, a variety of lights. So there's six lights in one here. There's a dome light as a starting point. Mm -hmm. There's an RGBW um, ring light where we can control the color and make any color we want. The ring light also doubles. It's broken into four quadrants, so we can do um, quadrant lighting for computational imaging, such as photometric stereo and those kind of techniques. Right. And then there's two angles of dark field illumination. Um, so when we're looking at uh, things and want to see height variations or, or really reduce glare and need to do dark field, we have not one but two angles to do that. And then there's a um, NIR ring light as well for non-visible imaging. The NIR ring light can also be substituted out for a UV ring light if we need to move to the other end of the spectrum there. Very cool. And UVs are finally strong enough now. We've got decent lifetimes and output, yeah? Yeah, we're seeing UV lighting's come a long ways, you know, driven by developments into LEDs there. Um, so the products available to us to do these are much better. So we're, we're getting, you know, UV still has to catch up to visible, but the output of the light is coming up, the heat reduction is going down, and it's becoming a very um, uh, useful imaging area for us. You know, when I first heard about the dual light, I remember thinking, this is what happens when you give an engineer pretty much unlimited budget, a brand new building, a beautiful new lab, and then you say, okay, go innovate, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to come out of there, but make it special. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, more purpose, multi-purpose, um, streamlining things, doing more to just develop them and integrate things together is a natural trend. So, you know, yep. as you see the robotics and the automation coming together, and again, these, these work cells often, your, your, your um, phone that we all like is not touched by human hands when they're assembled, you know, and these kind of uh, highly automated work cells require this kind of uh, stuff. It's, it's just the trend and the lighting has to follow the task, you know? Sure. And that kind of flexibility is gonna uh, translate to fewer assembly steps, fewer inspection steps, greater throughput, greater productivity, better margins. Absolutely, the alternative to this is to either just try and use one kind of general lighting and catch all, which isn't as good as each step. And, and let's, let's face it, we want robust kind of algorithms with big windows that, that withstand variables here. Yeah. And you know, the other, the other end to that or alternative, I've seen customers who have um, treated the lighting like kind of an end effect. We literally had four, five, six lights sitting there for each of the tasks. But now we're talking about trying to keep our throughput up and let's stop and go grab the light for this task, image, verify it, go put it down and go back and forth. So this right. allows, um, you know, not only to get the right light on there, but to keep the speed up, the throughput, and not be unnecessarily moving around with the robot. So I first saw this last summer in Detroit, I think at the Automate show, right? You did. So that was, I think, one of the very early uh, prototypes that were coming out at that time. Yeah. Really cool demo on the front of the, the Mustang. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to check out the videos on their website. It's, it's amazing uh, for, a, for a booth demo, next level for sure. It was a lot of fun. Yep. I bet it was. Fantastic response. You know, yeah. you know it, when, I, when, I, when a lighting company... When you can't find space inside a 20 by 20 foot booth for a lighting company, you're doing something right. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. It was busy. Yeah, yeah. So, but we're in mass production now, yeah? Absolutely. We're Great. ready. Ready for any orders that come our way. Fantastic. So fantastic. So, Steve-O, tell us something else. What else is coming out of the pipeline this year? Well, the other new technology I think we should bring out, which is just now coming out, 
we have a new technology called dual overdrive. So for a long time, smart vision lights had the controller built in. Mm -hmm. And as part of having the controller built in, we're able to then offer overdrive on many of the models, meaning that we run that light many multiples of, of what we can at a continuous level. You just need to strobe it and obey a duty cycle, which usually fits within your camera acquisition properties. Right. So now with dual overdrive, we've offered, there's two steps to it. And this is machine vision. So often we're moving very fast. We need to freeze the motion. We need short exposure times to do that anyway. And light in that time is then a problem. So the first step of dual overdrive gives us 11 times the steady state um, level of that light for up to a millisecond. And then if you need more lighting, and, and most of the time if there's motion, we don't exceed that. But if you need it, we step down to a normal overdrive level it's about half of that for up to another 19 milliseconds 20 milliseconds total okay. so the the metal light that's there is is just intense and um again with motion most people are just firing that a millisecond or less and we have a good number of customers that do that now and there there's just all about how many photons we get in that short period right most of our competitors um don't overdrive or offer such convenient overdrive without a built-in controller or something there. And for sure, even those that are overdriving aren't overdriving at these kind of levels. This is really unique. It's something where SDL is um, drawing on our history uh, years of doing this, and this is the next iteration where we refined it to this level. So extremely high light budgets, stopping uh, stop motion of probably fairly fast moving objects. Uh, what type of applications are we targeting with that? Well, these, kind, too, the, these kind of things, yeah, industries, applications, all, all together. So these kind of things are suited. You know, logistics has been the big one. We've had COVID. You've seen the explosion of Amazon ordering online, home delivery. But um, I don't think it's any secret. I think most people are aware now, you know, Amazon is all automated warehouses. And part of their efficiency is moving the stuff through there in an automated way. And the, the throughput speeds within there are just huge. So these packages are flying by and for sure, you, and, and often they're needing to use things like blocking filters, polarizing filters, mm -hmm. other techniques like that. Because sometimes they keep the f-stop very high um, to, to get a good depth of field, but all these things take light to do. So right. not only light for the primary task, but light to overcome and use the filters we need on top of there. So by having this amount of intensity available, it just opens the options we can do in that short amount of time to freeze the motion and still get all the effects that we need. Plus shrink wrap and plastic, right? Which is where the polarizer comes in. So, so absolutely. Critical. The polarizer is key. It's a very common thing now. Not only we got to read the barcodes and read them right, but those, those things are sealed in plastic envelopes, whatever it is, weatherproofing. Um, we see now a lot of times, even as a standard box, they put those clear films over the label to kind of weatherproof it. Right. And all those things add glare, make the barcode reading hard. And polarization is one of the keys to get being able to still read through that plastic. Fantastic. Have you done any kind of early, got some early feedback from, uh, you know, better throughput or or? Yeah, absolutely. And and the other area I should mention in this is um, canning food and beverage kind of thing. So Certainly. one of the best examples we have of that. Um, EAM Incorporated showed a demo using our lighting um, here at Pack Expo, uh -huh. and they had a big wheel with cans going by, inspecting the label of four cameras and 
four quadrants so they could do 360, 360. inspection. They were doing 100 cans a second um, through there. That thing was just flying. And while they're doing that, they're unwrapping the label, doing OCR on the on the label, um, looking for debris, checking color, all those kind of things at that rate. Right. And, you know, they, they went, they started with a competitor's light and started out in the 40, 50 microsecond type of exposure range and still could not get the exposure down to where they needed to be. They wanted to go faster, but didn't have enough light. Right. With that, they had 12 times gain set up in the camera, so the image was noisy. They put some of our new lights with dual overdrive in there, just simply replace the lights, and they got down to 12 microseconds of exposure time with no gain and um, beautiful images. And noisy images are the bugaboo of any good algorithm, right? Absolutely. Every algorithm, everyone goes, well, it kind of works, but every algorithm has some kind of limit, it's dictated by the signal to noise. If you're starting with noise, your your ability to approach those yeah. thresholds, get the kind of windows you want, you're just at a disadvantage. Trash in, trash out, absolutely. Okay, so most of the folks here at the A3 Business Forum and who are members of longtime members like y'all of the A3 Association come from industrial automation, come from the machine vision market. But you guys have talked about warehousing, you guys have talked about food and beverage. Sounds like you've kind of expanded beyond the traditional factory floor. Yeah, uh, we've, we've been uh, uh, in the logistics business probably for about nine years now mm. um, in the warehousing uh, space uh, with some large OEM customers um, and um, that's been really really good for us but um, that you know along with typical machine vision um, the changes are the higher speeds and that sort of thing um, right it's always you know with uh, lighting it's always uh, more intensity yeah faster and more intensity so um, Preferably for cheaper too. Don't and forget cheaper, the cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> our customers always tell us that. You know, fast, faster, smaller package, and cheaper. So cheaper by photon. That, that's what we're talking that's about. Right. That's our goal. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so being at the center of so many different markets, David, can you give us a little bit of insight? We're hearing, we've heard at the show here. We've been listening for 18, 24 months about potential recessions in North America, around the world, uh, European. You know, European markets have, have struggled more so recently. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're looking at your crystal ball, what do, what are you? seeing yeah i see uh, i see a lot of opportunities really i think there's some slowdowns because people are a little bit nervous um but i think overall uh you know i, I think it's it's going to be a really good year i think we've got a couple of good years ahead of us um you know especially if you're willing to you know do some customization for customers and that sort of thing um you know and and i think again back to our abilities to be able to do that with our s and t line in our machine shop yeah um you know somebody needs a prototype of something that's a little bit different uh, it's not a not a just a uh, a, a standard product we could do customization work and prototyping fairly quickly so I think um, being able to do that uh, is is going to be one of the keys to success as we move forward. Um, as some of the sectors do slow down a little bit, but right. uh, as Alan said this morning, you know, there's going to be some areas that are slower, but there's also some some uh, industries that are, are going to do very well. So right on. Either. Yeah, I, I think both Alan and um, for economics this morning and our venture capitalists have spoken in the afternoon here at the forum. 
I think both of them mentioned how wide of a, a market space that automation is becoming. It's going in non-traditional places and places we've never seen before. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Even as they slow down, there's a certain robustness against that just by the the sheer size of the, the emerging market as, as people apply automation in non-traditional spaces. That's 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 really cool. If, you, if if anyone would like to hear more about what's going on in key markets or see what innovations are coming out of Norton Shores, I would encourage you to make the trip uh, a little bit north of Grand Rapids. They've got a beautiful campus up there. Um, look at the manufacturing lines, see the CNC machines working, and the assembly and design elements. And be sure to check out the golf simulator. I've heard a lot about Matt's golf simulator. So yeah, we do have one of those. We have a beautiful facility. I think we shouldn't um, bypass the chance to mention the, the training room and the facilities. Yeah. We offer free two-day, and we'll be expanding that to include some product training in three days in the middle of the year here. Um, those courses are free. You can go to our website online, sign up, come in, and um, just attend, and we'll give you a little bit on the, the lighting, lighting theory, roll in some optics and cameras, and hopefully when you you leave you have a better idea we have five robotics demos in there as well so right. hopefully you leave with a better idea about imaging what you need to do and maybe a little better at it so. that's fantastic i'm flashing back to the summit you guys did a number of years that's ago right. SVL like has, to bring that back someday svl has been a leader when it comes to outreach and community building and spreading a knowledge so we really appreciate it here at manufacturing matters Thank really you. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Thanks for joining me today, guys. I really, it's been a pleasure. And then uh, until we get to see each other again, probably at Automate, if not sooner. For sure. Everyone take care for Manufacturing Matters. Thank you.